Amen. Come on, stand to your feet. Let's uh, turn in your Bibles to Romans Gospel, or Romans, I should say. It is a gospel, but the book of Romans, uh, chapter number 8. The book of Romans, chapter number 8. And I am going to begin reading in verses number 29. I'm going to go all the way down uh, to verse 39 in your Bibles. When you arrive here, say amen. amen. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. And whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died. And furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword, as it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, what love is this? That God, that you called us, you justified us, and God, you have forgiven us of every sin that we ever committed. God, you are a good God. And God, we understand, Lord God, that we are standing in the presence of redemption. We are standing in the presence of sanctification. We are standing in the presence of an almighty God to which all things are possible. We are standing today as trophies of your grace, trophies of your mercy. Help us, Lord, Help me, Lord, as I dispense the almighty, powerful, life-changing word of the living God. May your people be on fire. May once again they become enthusiastic, excited, that they would take it and run, God, and bring forth fruit unto everlasting life. And God will give you the praise for it. And all God's people said amen. Amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. I love the gospel. The gospel means good news. 
How many of you know that we live in a world today that is desperate for good news? Every time you turn the television on, doesn't matter what channel you watch, anytime they portray news, it's always something negative, right? right? Somebody got killed. Somebody got destroyed. Uh, or somebody murdered somebody. Or, or there's violence in the streets and nation against nation and, and all of these things. But how many know that Christ has good news for this world? And you are the carriers of that good news. Good news. Everybody say good news. The gospel is good news because Christ offers new life. The gospel is, new, is good news because Christ saved us by his grace. We talked about that last week. Amen. The gospel is good news because Christ restores and forgives. Everybody say forgive. I want to talk to you today. We're in a, new, in a series entitled Come Alive. We launched this series on Easter Sunday. And today I want to talk to you about come alive with forgiveness. Uh, you must understand, and I think it goes without saying, that there are many people who are living in guilt and shame for the things that they have done. Maybe you're sitting here today, and if you're a woman, years ago you had abortion. You had an abortion, and you can't seem to shake it. You can't forgive yourself. Maybe you're sitting here today, and you were caught in some kind of sexual immorality where your marriage was compromised. Maybe you're sitting here today, and you hurt someone really, really bad. And no matter what you do, you can't shake it. You can't not only accept God's forgiveness, but you can't forgive yourself. As a consequence, I've come to understand in life that hurt people hurt people. See, when someone cannot forgive themselves or when they're carrying all the burden of guilt and the shame of your sin, how do you know that's a heavy, heavy burden? It weighs you down. It'll break your back. How many know that sin is destructive from the core? And so there are people today whose relationships are paralyzed with others simply because they feel trapped. I'm trapped. I, I've done this horrible thing, and there's a lot of people who don't like me. I've done this horrible thing, and, and everywhere I go, people talk about me. When I get around my family or when I'm at the job, people don't know about what I did, and, and it continues to bother me. And over and over again, I keep replaying in my mind the thing that I did. And every time you replay that thing over and over again, it's like opening up the womb every single time. You know? So where does a person go? When he or she is trapped, caught, realizing that they have blown it miserably. And you know today, there are certain sins the world won't forgive you for. Amen? As bad as the world is. Let me know the world, the people of the world, they're, they're hard on you. I remember David. David said when, when David had sinned against the Lord, God gave him three choices of judgment. And, and, and one of the, the choices God gave him was that he would have to run and be chased by his enemies. 
And David said, oh, no, God, I, I don't want to be chased by, by the people because the people will kill me. But he said, let my, Lord, he said, let my situation fall into your hands because I know that you would be merciful. How many know we serve a merciful God? Yeah, I know that there are people out there today, and some folks struggle, struggle with this message because, uh, you know, they just feel like in some kind of way, like we talked about grace last week, that you can somehow earn forgiveness of all the things that you did wrong. Guilt and shame is a heavy burden. Where do you go? Where does a person go? Can a person, you hear every now and then people say, well, well you know, you've reached the point of, of, of no return. There, there are certain things that, that even God can't help you. Anybody ever heard? Am I preaching to myself? Anybody ever heard anything? Yeah. Even, even God can't go and help you, brother. You should, but what you do, even God. But how do you know that our God is able? I want you to hear something today. I'm going to preach good news to you today. Good news. You must realize and recognize that no matter, hear this, no matter what you have done, the blood is stronger. The blood is greater. God can forgive, and not only can he forgive, but he can restore. Listen, where sin abound, grace what? Much more abound. How many know that Jesus heals? He can restore. And when he forgives, he forgives. And I don't know about you, but if the Lord done set me free, I'm going back to my roots now. If the Lord done set me free, why do I need to keep walking around in bondage? Somebody going to get set free today. Real good. You're going to get set free. Because it's not God's will. As, listen, listen to me. Sadly to say that even sanctified people that know the Lord. You come to church every Sunday, but you, you come in guilt and shame. Your head is hanging down. You come to church every, sometimes you're serving in the house. You're serving God's people. You're coming to church every Sunday and you put on your best mask, your best impression. You walk in here because you're afraid to say something to anybody because you know that other folk are going to talk about you and they won't treat you. So you keep all that stuff on the inside. And you walk into God's house and you're serving and yet you hear the preacher say you're forgiven, but for some reason you can't shake it off. You can't, you're walking into God's house and you're not free. But God sent me to tell you this morning that who the sun sets free is free indeed. Oh, good God. I'm going to give you a couple of verses. And I want you to write these verses down. So every time the devil want to try to remind you of your past, Every time the devil wants you to, to meditate on all the wrong that you've done, I want you to pull out these scripture verses. How many know that this book is living? Ah, uh, it is the bread of life. It is the word of God. And if you receive it, you, if you believe it, it'll change your life. Oh, pick up your head this morning. 
pick up your head this morning. Look at this, Colossians 2.13. Are you ready to dig a little bit? Colossians 2.13. And you, point to yourself, point to yourself. Come on, point to yourself. Help me preach this morning. Being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your unsanctified flesh, he has made alive, everybody say, quicken, with him, watch this, having forgiven you all, everybody say all, all, all of your trespasses and sins. In other words, God didn't go around and God didn't pick out certain sins that he believed. God didn't go, oh, that one right there, uh, I'll forgive you for this one, but, but that one, oh, 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 that, that, that's a bad one. I can't get, oh, oh, that. oh I'll get this one. No, 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 no. But, but that one, oh, 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 oh. The Bible says, so I'm, I'm reading this thing. He said, having forgiven you of all your trespasses. How many know that when you come to Christ, when you come to Christ, not to people, when you come to Christ, don't mistake people for your Savior. They ain't your Savior. Jesus is your Savior. When you come to Christ and you confess your sin, he, he wiped the slate clean. Does anybody believe what I'm talking about this morning? Look at what God says in Hebrews chapter number 8, verse 12. He says, for I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. Watch this. And their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. And how many know that there are always some folk that want to try to bring up all the stuff you ever did? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. They tell you one minute, I forgive you. And the next minute, they get, <clears throat> don't turn your back. One minute, oh, I forgive you. And then the next minute, oh, oh, oh you, you, I do remember what you did. But here's the kind of God we serve. When God says he remembers them no more, God says it's over. He, God, listen, God don't go back and drag up your sins. How many know that if God did that, many of us won't be able to stand in here today? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Thank, thank, thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, thank you. You know, from the time that I don't even worry about, I don't even think about, I didn't even concern about my past. I know they have been covered. Ain't nothing you can say to me that can make me feel any guilt about my sin. Why? Because it's under the blood. How many believe God's word? Amen. <laughs> he says in Psalm 103, verse number 12, as far as the east, come on, is from the west. Oh, just, just in case y'all want a geography lesson, you know the east and the west, they don't intersect. <laughs> he says as far as the east is from the west, so far have he removed our transgression far away from us. If he's removed them, why are you trying to pull them back? I, I'm gonna, say this with me. The devil is a liar. Oh, no, 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 brother. You know, the devil going to whisper to you, you know you just did some crack the other day. Or you know you just cut somebody out on I-95 a few minutes ago. Hopefully you can repent it. You confess, right? 
Yeah, you, 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 know, you know just the other week, you know, you know you just slept with somebody you weren't supposed to. Oh, now I'm meddling now, ain't I? Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to deal with that in a minute, too. You know, we, we ain't going to leave nothing undone in this place. But you need to know that this is the kind of God we serve. I want you to be free. I want you to know that when you give that thing to God, that it's over. <laughs> the Bible says, look at this, in Romans 4, 7, I love this verse. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. <laughs> Blessed. How do we know you got to walk in your forgiveness? You know, you can't say that, you, that I accept the forgiveness of God and you walk around like this. What's wrong with you? Oh, no, I just had a bad week. I just blew it. How do we know that if you really understand that you've been forgiven, how do we know it changes the way you walk? Y'all hear what I'm saying? Amen. See, when you've really been forgiven, it'll change the way you, listen, listen, you no longer will walk with your head down. You'll walk with your head up. You got every reason to celebrate. Why? Because, listen, whatever I did, it's over. He says, my sins have been forgiven. My transgressions are covered. He says, I'm blessed. The word blessed means happy. Everybody say happy. happy. Is there any happiness in the house? Is anybody happy today because your sins have been covered? Is anybody happy today because you don't have to try to represent yourself because you know yourself? You, aren't, you glad, aren't you happy today that no matter what happened to you in life, the most important thing is your sins have been dealt with. It is under the blood. You are secure in him. Come alive with forgiveness, y'all. Come alive. It brings me to, that, to our verse. I, I mean, love Romans chapter. I love the book of Romans. Roman boys are free. Roman is a book full of freedom and joy and happiness. Every time you get depressed, jump on over in the book of Romans. Read, read Romans chapter 6, 7, and 8. Every single time. Whenever that thing try to come up on me, voila, I take my medicine, baby, and I digest and I get up and I'm healed in Jesus' name. Look at this. Now, I, I, there's a couple things he says here about us. Because I know you think, I know, I, I know how y'all think. You're thinking, well, pastor, I know my, my past sins, but what about the ones I, I, I do after I get saved? What happened to them? Oh, 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 oh am I talking to Christian who, who, who gets saved and you don't sin no more? Did, did something happen? Oh, y'all want to talk or what? Y'all want me to go? Y'all want to talk? Let's talk. Oh, come on. Now, look at this. Look at verse. Now, there are a couple of things he highlight in Romans chapter 29 through verse 39. I'm just going to pull out some things. I'm not going to read the whole thing all over again. First of all, he said in verse 29, he predestined. Everybody say predestined. That means predetermined. Us, that means you and me, those of us who are saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, to be conformed to his image. Now, I want you to hear something about this. Is, this is wonderful. Everything that God is doing, listen to me, it's not for God. Listen, it, God's agenda is not to just give you goosebumps. 
it's not just to give you some revelation where you pop off and say, whoa, thank you, Jesus. Oh. Yeah. It's not just some, he's not trying to get entertained and make you feel good so you can go home and say, oh, I love that worship today, boy. It was really, really good. No, no, no. God's number one agenda, watch this. I don't want you to miss this, is to conform you to the image of Christ. Hear that. Everything that God does is to make you like Jesus. Watch this. The more conformed you are to the image, you are on your way. That's what God is doing. Now, check this out. Isn't God good? Everybody say God is good. good. How many of you know that conformity is a process? You didn't just get saved and everything changed in your life, practically speaking. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Is anybody helping me today? See, conformity in the process. God knew from the moment that he saved you, that you were still going to make some boneheaded decisions. He thought about that too, by the way. Uh, he thought about, he knew. And so he, he, he predetermined, he predestined you and me to be conformed. Everything God is doing, he's changed you. There's a metamorphosis. He's, he's making you like himself. He also said in verse number 30, he said, he called you and he justified. Everybody say justified. Now that's a judicious term. And what that means is he, he, he declared you free. Now watch this now. God declared you free not because you ain't guilty. <laughs> uh, I got a couple of people got that. Uh, God, you ain't justified because you are all that in the bag of chips and some french fries and everything else you can think about. No, 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 no. You are justified because he justified you. Because he covered you. And by the way, you didn't deserve not an ounce of it. But he did it anyway. Say, 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 say this, repeat after me. Lord, thank you. Anyhow. <laughs> Come on. He did it anyway. He justified us. But then, but then, but listen to me. Hear this. I want you to hear this. How many know that, that you got to believe this? This is a verse. I love this verse. Write this verse down. Verse 31. If God be for us, who can be against us? Oh, good God. L- listen to me. I want you to get this this morning. Please, please open your hearts. You got to know that God is for you. Because not everybody believes that. You know, because how many know that when Adam sinned against God, he started doing what? Y'all remember when Adam sinned against God? What he, he went running, didn't he? I bet at that moment he didn't feel like God was for him. <laughs> but God, the Bible said, if God be for you, who can be against you? Now, you need to understand something about that. He doesn't mean that, listen, God is not just for you when you do it right. I got some good news. Everybody say good news. God is also with you when you blow it. God's love, his salvation, it is all unconditional. So God is for me, not just when it's good, but God is for me all the time. Everybody say all the time. He's a good God all the time. Not because of me, but because of his mercy, his grace. He is for me. He is for me. 
He ain't mad at, listen to me, God ain't mad at you. God ain't living up, God ain't up in heaven waiting for you to step out of line. He already knew that when he covered you before you came on the planet. Stupid. I mean, you know. Y'all forgive me, I'm feeling a little cocky this morning. So, he already knew that. The only one that's surprised by your, by, by your sin is you. <laughs> you, know, you know he knows from the beginning to the end, and he still saved you anyhow. He already knew what you was, and he still said, I'm going to save you anyway. Oh, God. I, 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 just, I got a conviction in my soul. I know that God is for me. Oh, you know what? And, and you know what? When I, listen, and, and when I fall and when I blow it, I don't fall backward. I fall forward. See? Why? Because he's for me. If anybody in the house, you sinned against God just the other day, just last night, then you need to know God is still for you. See, God don't want sin. See, the reason why God hates sin, he ain't got nothing to do with it. He loves you. He just knows what sin will do to you. He wants you to be free. He don't want you to be a slave to anything but his love. He don't, want, look, he don't want sin to, 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 to cripple you. How I many know sin hurts? It destroys. You know, everything about sin is deceiving, it's deceptive, it's nasty. And when that thing, you know, there's pleasure in it for a season. And how I many know that thing is real for a season? At some point, the wages of sin is what? Death. But the gift of God is what? Eternal life. Right? But look, it says in verse 32, it says in verse number 32, he says, he who did not, hear this, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, watch this, how shall he not with him freely give us all things? Y'all know what Paul is really saying? Paul is really saying this, can I paraphrase? Paul is really saying, look, when, when, when you didn't like God, or every time somebody tried to preach, somebody told me I need to cover something. Hey, here we go. Is that better? Is that better? Can you see it here? Are we good? All right. So every, every single time, you, you know how you were before you got saved? That every time that, that somebody turned on a Christian radio station, some preaching, what do you do? Every time you saw that, that, that mama, that sanctified woman coming to preach to you, what do you do? Here she comes. Every time somebody came with that Bible, you, I hear the preacher. I didn't preach it. How you doing, preacher? Oh, thank God. Oh. I, I, I know y'all sanctified, holy. Y'all. Yeah, yeah. See, watch this. You know, when you were like that, he was coming after you. When you were not, listen, you didn't earn it. When you were trying to duck him, high, shifting, jiving, Cracking, smoking, doping, did I miss anything? Shacking, whatever. In that moment, he was coming after you. How much more now that you're in the family is he going to give his love to you? How much more now that you're in the family that he's going to receive you? I want you to know today God sent me to tell you that I'm for you today. God is your biggest fan. And when you fall, he's the first one to say, come on, get up. God is your biggest fan. Don't believe what the devil tells you. Don't let the devil beat you up. Don't let the devil beat you up with his lies. Don't let him manipulate your emotions. And by the way, don't let people try to manipulate your emotions by bringing up your past. 
Don't let people do it. Listen, if that's your problem, you don't want to forgive me, okay, I get it. But you know what? I'm forgiven, and excuse me why I walk with my head up, and I'm happy about it. Excuse me. I don't want to offend you, but I just know God said I'm forgiving. So I'm, I, I choose not to walk with this luggage, the baggage. And then he says in verse 34 that he ever lives to make intercession. Everybody say intercession. See, that word intercession means to plead, to intercede. I mean, though, that God, he pleads, Jesus Christ, he pleads and intercede on our behalf. See, now, there had to be some intercession because there was still some sinning. Hello. And Jesus, his blood settled all of it. And the Bible says that now he ever lives. Ever live to make innocent. So every time you do something stupid, Jesus stepped right up and said, Father, remember me? It's under the blood. Every time you act like you got no sense, like you just got, because, uh, you know, Christian folk just get unholy for a minute, then we use the reel it back in. Yeah, I know how we do. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Every time we do a little bit of that, you know, Jesus stepped right in and pops in and said, Father, remember that? God only sees you through Christ. Justified. He, 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 he sees you cleansed, washed. He sees you perfect. Jesus, that's a good news. He sees you, and you know you ain't did nothing perfect. You know it. And he, the Bible says he perfected us. He ever lives to make, why he got to make intercession for us? Because he knows, he knows that there's going to be times when we're going to have to say, Lord, forgive me. And y'all know what he does when you ask that, right? He pipes right on up, and he forgives you. You know why? Because, li- listen, <laughs> oh, I want to get ahead of myself, but I don't get ahead of myself. So you remember the, the prodigal son? You remember the prodigal son? This guy had went out, wasted all his father's stuff, wasted his money, his inheritance, and, I mean, whoring around, sleeping around, drunken, getting to just, just out, boy, was out of control. And then one day, he got a revelation. He came to his senses, right? He said, oh, I'm going to go back to my daddy. But, 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 you know, in order to get back to my daddy, I got to do some things, okay? Because, uh, I, I, you know, I got to figure out a way. So he starts rehearsing to himself, okay, okay, I'm going to say, Father, Father, okay, I'm sorry for what I did. This. Yeah, Father, I went over here. I, I, Father, uh, you know, um, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, uh, okay, now that's not going to work. Uh, he, he was rehearsing, trying to figure out, how am I going to get back? So when the father sees him, he finally realized, he said, I'm going back home. He, he got his story together, right? Yeah. He got his, I, I got the perfect story. You'll find this in Luke chapter 15, by the way. I got the perfect, so he goes back, and, and his father sees him. The boy, and he came up all the way to the front door yet. The father runs out and kissed the boy, and the boy starts saying, now, father, he, well, he, well, 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 father, let me just, he said, he said, son, son, you are back. He said, shut your mouth, boy. We're going to have a, well, father, we need, no, oh, no, 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 you were dead, boy, and now you're back. How many know God says he just wants you to come what? Back. And when you come back, he is not, listen, God, we don't need to have a conversation about all that junk you did. I am just glad that you have been raised from the dead. I'm glad you decided to come back. God is just saying, come back. Don't run. Come to him. He doesn't come to me. Don't let the devil run you away. 
He didn't want to have no conversation. I mean, I, w- I was amazed at that. You ever been amazed at that prodigal son story? You ought to read it sometime, Luke chapter 15. It's amazing. Amazing. Because the father don't need entertain. The father treated that boy like he never sinned a day in his life. Treated him like he never sinned. How many know that's the spirit? Jesus, when Jesus gave parables, he gave parables to give you some insight into the mind of God. He gave that parable so that we might understand that God is for us and that if you just come on back, he'll receive you in. And he'll throw a robe on you. He'll throw a ring on you. He'll bless you. Come on, somebody. And in the process, yeah, so it's always going to be the older brother, somebody on the backside mad about it. Well, well, you know what? They were sinning last week. I pastor, I've been serving in this church for 10 years, and you never blessed me like that. I don't have no position. Oh, let me stop. Let me keep going. All right. So Philippians chapter 3. Uh, we, got, we close it. Philippians, cha- <laughs> Philippians, Philippians chapter 3. Look at Paul said. Paul said this. How many of you like the Apostle Paul? Apostle Paul, man, was a bad boy. I'm telling you. Paul, Paul, man, Paul was, Paul was anointed. I mean, Paul was a, the boy was smart. He was educated, but more or less, but more than that, boy, he was just full of the Holy Ghost. And he said that my education, all the smarts I got don't mean nothing. He, threw, he says, all but dung. That boy got a revelation. Paul is something else. I like Paul because Paul tells it like it is. How many, how many like people to just tell it like it is? Uh, you know, don't just give me the, 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 don't just make it all sugary and all butter. Just tell me like it is. Don't be fake with me. Don't come to church talking about, look, tell me like it is. See, right now, everyone used to be saying, Pastor, tell me like it is. Don't tell me what I want to hear. Pastor, tell me like it is. Thank you. I'm going to do that right now. So, he says, y'all know there was a setup. No, it wasn't kidding. But look what Paul said. Paul says this. He says, not that I, look at verse number 12 of Philippians chapter number 3. He says, now, not that I have already attained. Did y'all hear that? (laughs) Or am already perfected. Now, stop, stop right there. Paul said, I, I know I'm not there yet. I mean, the Apostle Paul? You mean the guy that wrote all these epistles? I mean, this guy, I mean, if anybody you think about perfect, I would say Paul was pretty much close, huh? We read his letters all the time, don't we? We teach from him in Bible school. We, you know, we always talk about the Apostle Paul. Paul said, look, I know, look, take it a little bit further. Now, you don't have, you may, I don't think you have this verse, but look at this. Look at, just write this, write it down. Romans chapter 7, verse 15 through 21. Now, I'm going to read this to you real fast, and you're going to think the Apostle Paul is crazy. But he's not. He's you and me. He represents you and me. Watch this. He says, for what I'm doing, I do not understand. This is Romans chapter 7, verses 15 through 21. He says, for what I'm doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. If then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that it is good. But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. Anybody know what I'm talking about? This Paul talking. He said, for to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good, I do not find. He said, for the good that I will, I will to do, I do, I do not do, but the evil I will not to do that I do. Now if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. I find in a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do Is anybody thinking, what's going on? I, I read that, man, my head is spinning. Boy, Paul, what's up with you? 
You know, I'm like, man, what's Paul did have you lost it, boy? No, he's just telling, he's just telling us, he's just stating the condition of the flesh. Paul was just letting you know, I, I already, I'm not perfect. Paul, in fact, in another place, Paul calls himself the chief of sinners. I mean, and Paul wasn't saying that because it sounded cute. Paul said it because he really believed it. He had a good, humble view. How many know we need a good, humble view of ourselves? Some of us, we think of ourselves just a little bit too high. Look at him and say, calm down. Now, Paul said, here's what Paul said. Paul said, now listen, he, he knew that there'd be times when he blew it. He knew that there would be times when he didn't do everything right. But he said, here's one thing he do. He said, I press on. Everybody say, press on. See, you as a believer, you have to have an attitude that I'm never going to quit. Listen, if people want to trip, let people trip. But you keep pressing on. Do you hear me? When you fall on your faith, if I see you down, I'm going to come up and put you back up. I'm going I'm to get up. Don't you stay and wallow in sin. Don't you stay. Get up. Look at your neighbor and say, get up. Get up in here. See, we got to have a don't quit attitude. Because God ain't surprised. God ain't tripping. God already know. He already said, I washed you clean. I took care of that. So you know what? We, I need to, I, listen, I already know I got the victory. Listen, even when I, even, look, even when I lose a battle or two, I already got the victory. I read the book. <laughs> so, so look, look, I'm victory. Raise your hand and say, I got the victory. Come on, raise your hand and say, I got the victory. Come on, everybody, raise your hand in here. I got the victory. Why, why would I want to commit suicide? I already won. Why do I want to walk in depression? I already won. I read the book. They overcame by the word of their what? Testimony. I got the victory. I got the victory. I'm not tripping. I've already won. Stop walking around. A lot of Christians got an identity crisis. They don't know who they are. They walk around and and just, just walking around like they have no clue to get all caught up in your situation. You need to remember that God already foresaw all of that. He already, he already got it. Listen, he already got a plan he's devised. Look at this. Now watch this. Paul said, I press on. Let me give you some advice. First John 1, 9. Everybody remember that verse? Remember that verse? Well, you need to write it down. Say, so if we confess. Everybody say confess. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Watch this. And to cleanse us from what? All unrighteousness. So watch this. So when I fall, I don't need to sit there and wallow. I need to be ducking and hiding, hiding from the church people, hiding from the pastor. I just need to look. I just need to say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. God, now, now, now I, I, know, I know what some of y'all think. See, I, I know how some of y'all think, well, well, well pastor, they, they're just going to abuse grace. That ain't none of your business. You ain't God. Stop trying to play God. You ain't nobody saving. Won't you worry about? Listen, I don't know about you, but I got enough stuff trying to keep this together. I ain't got no time trying to figure out everything you're doing. It's hard enough trying to keep me straight. And I'm all worried and jacked up all. But what if they're gonna be? Shut up! Preach the word. Just preach the word. He said, "If I confess, God, how many know He will forgive?" Now there's a difference. You know, you got judicial. You got this thing I call judicial uh, forgiveness. That is when God, when you first come into the kingdom of God, God saves you. He washes you clean. You're, you're saved. Amen. You're saved. He, he justified you. But then there's, a, there's this thing called, uh, I like to call it family or relational 
forgiveness. That is, how many know that as a, as a father? I'll give me, let me give you an example. For example, my son, where is he at? He, he, he got his head down today. See, it almost set him free today. He got in trouble this week. But I've been waiting for him just to confess that he's going to be all right. <laughs> but he acted up this week, got, got in trouble. I, I can say that because he's my son. I love him. So, you know. So he, ain't, look, he ain't doing drugs and he ain't beating nobody up, so y'all chill out. Because I know how y'all, y'all already judged. What did, judge, what did he do? What did he do? I want to know what he did. You don't want to know. Be quiet. So, now, he, he did some things he shouldn't have did. Now, how many know that just because he did that don't mean I'm, he's not, my, I'm not his father anymore? I ain't going to him and say, boy, you know, you ain't my son. Get out of my house. I want nothing. You ain't my son no more. No, he's still my son. How many know that now our fellowship might be disrupted a little bit? <laughs> like it is with God. Some of us, you know, the Bible says you can't be fellowshipping in sin and fellowshipping with God. It's about your, your relationship. It's about your fellowship with God. How many of you want to walk with God? See, it's better to walk with, trust me, I, look, I've already gone ahead of you. I tried the same thing. It's better to walk with God. Are you hearing me? I want to be in fellowship. So he says, listen, so confession is agreement. Everybody say agreement. When you confess, you're simply agreeing with God. You're saying, God, I agree with you that what I did is sin, God, and I'm wanting to repent right now. Now listen, now watch this. Here's something else for some of you. Now, so at the minute that you confess your sin, watch this. It's in the past. Put it in the category of past. I don't care if you just did it yesterday. If you confess it today, it's a past thing. Now, why is that important? Because Paul said this. He said, verse 13 of Philippians chapter 2. He said, now, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. Paul giving us some wisdom, is he not? He said, I'm forgetting those things which are what? And I'm reaching forward to those things which are what? Before me, ahead. So listen, if you blow it and you sin as a Christian, all you need to do is get on your knees, get on your face, and cry out to God and ask for mercy and say, Lord, forgive me. He'll forgive you. And you know what? At that moment, it's a past. You got to forget about it. Some of you right now, you ask God for forgiveness, but you keep on replaying the thing in your mind. Why are you tripping? Why do you want to keep replaying? If you ask God for forgiveness, it's almost like an insult. I know I'm going deep, but it's like an insult. You, did, did I not just hear you come up to the altar and you said, Lord, forgive me for that sin I did? Do you believe that he'll forgive you? Amen. When you prayed it, do you believe he forgave you? He said, I forgive you. Then you just need to walk in it. See, many of us, we believe more what the devil says and whispers than we believe the word of God. And we're not enjoying the freedom of what it means to walk in forgiveness. So it doesn't mean that I'm looking for an opportunity to sin or do wrong. I'm just, listen, it's just a fact of life that we still struggle in the flesh. It's a fact. And that, and now, it's not a license. Hey, everybody say, it's not a license. It's just a fact. Don't sin. But if you do, you have an advocate with the Father. You have an advocate. And, and somewhere I read his name is Christ Jesus. Paul said, I forget those things which are behind. So you need to accept God's forgiveness. Somebody's sitting here today, and you have not accepted God's forgiveness. You've heard a lot of words, but you really have not really accepted it. In fact, but not only that, as a Christian, 
some of us have not, are not willing to give forgiveness either. Let me give you a word of caution. I even know God has forgiven us of a lot. Can I, can I talk this morning? Listen, listen. Don't, don't, this is not the time to get off the train. I haven't told you to get off yet. Uh, uh, everybody lock the doors. Us just lock the door. Don't let them out. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. There's a church of the cult. They won't let you out. <laughs> that was the, that was like, that's the cult. The pastor said, lock the door. Lock the door. <laughs> just kidding. All right. Kind of. All right. So in Colossians 3, 13. Now listen, this is a word of caution. I'm, I'm closing. I'm, I'm, I'm really closing here. This is the real deal closing. This is a word of caution about forgiving others. It says in Colossians 3.13, write this verse down. We ought to bear with one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Everybody say must. I don't know what you're, you also must. Underline that word must. Underline it. Now, understand something. How many, how many know that God has forgiven you of a whole lot? And, and, and come on, y'all, 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 y'all ain't helping me right now. I knew this was going to happen. The Lord said this was going to be the dead spot in the sermon. It's like, when, it's like if you're riding the phone, you're on the cell phone, and you hit a dead spot, phone, you drop the call. I dropped the call. Come on now, pick it back up. I'm calling. The Lord is calling you back. Answer the phone. How many know that God has forgiven us of so much? I mean, so much. So much. And all he says is, since I've forgiven you so much, then you must go and do likewise. Just like Christ forgave you, you ought to go and forgive others also. Well, you don't understand. It don't matter what they did. It really don't. Just like in God's eyes, it don't matter what you did. What makes you any better than that person that needs forgiveness? Let me tell you something. If that person says, I'm sorry, if that person says, look, the, the Bible says, in fact, uh, uh, when somebody sins again seven times a day, seven times, you ought to forgive them. That was Jesus' way of saying every time they want to give it to them. Why? Because none of us can brag or boast. We, listen, none of us have anything that we didn't receive. So you have no right to walk in unforgiveness. Not one of you. Don't come tell me about how bad your sin is. I'm telling you what the word of God says. Nobody in here as bad. You do not have the right to walk in unforgiveness because God has set you free and he's forgiven you and he requires you to exercise the same grace to somebody else. In fact, here's a caution to you, Matthew 6, 15. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive you of yours. Now, now, you ever hear the time out? Parents, you ever did that with your kids? When they, when they go crazy, get in time out. Some of us are in time out. And we've been there in time out a long time because we won't forgive. And God has required you to forgive. So you're in the, you're in the box. Oh, you think, I know you're walking around, you think you got it all together. You think you're okay, but you're really in the penalty box. I said God is the only God that'll fire you. He one of the only bosses I know that'll fire you and let you keep working. <laughs> That's great right there. I mean, you know, he one of the only bosses I know that'll fire you and let you keep working. <laughs> I mean, know that, listen, I'm going to receive his forgiveness, number one, but you know what I'm also going to do? I'm going to walk in forgiveness. It's my right. 
I'm not going to be in bondage anymore. I'm not going to be slave to negative feelings anymore. You know why? Because, listen, listen, I've been living, I've been delivered on a higher plane. You see, see, I got heaven as my home. You see, I know, I know the plan now. I know what this is all about now. I understand. And so keep everything in context. Everybody say context. You need to forgive. You need to forgive. And you need, now I'm going to do an altar call this morning for a couple things. A couple things. Number one, I want everybody just to bow your heads for a moment, please. Bow your heads. I, I really want this to be a moment where God really helps somebody today. Now listen. If you're sitting here today and you have guilt and shame for some sin that you committed, I'm, I don't want to know what it is. It's between you and God. But you need to come to this altar today and you need to get free. Now, and with you, if and when you do that, I want you to write down the day that you confess that sin to God. I want you to write it down. And I want you to put beside it that that's the day when I let it go. That's the day. So every time it tries to come back again, you, you go back to your journal, whatever you wrote it down. This day, I confess this to God. This thing is over. I'm cleansed. If that's you this morning, you say, Pastor Bailey, I've been walking around with guilt and shame from a sin. Maybe a sin that was done recently or maybe a past sin. If that's you this morning, I don't want you to think about it. You know who you are. Just come right up to the altar. I'm not going to ask. I want God to heal. God want to heal you today. God want to heal today. Don't worry about who's here and who's not up here. If it's, I know it's somebody in here. I know it's several in here who's really struggling have a difficulty receiving God's forgiveness. I want to give you an opportunity this morning to put it to rest. I want to put it to death today. God is going to forgive you and he's going to restore you. And he's going to send you on your way. Is there one? Is there one? Come on up. We got one person. Come on. Come on, don't look around, don't look around. You know where you are. If you're struggling, maybe you got, listen, maybe you got a father, maybe you got a mother, and you refuse to forgive, and it's, and it's got you an emotional turmoil. I want you to come up here too. You're struggling with offering forgiveness. Maybe you've been offended. You've been hurt really, really bad, really, really bad, and you really, really, really have a difficult time extending forgiveness. You cannot do it. In fact, every single time, chance you get, you bring up the past sin. If that's you this morning, I want to give you a chance to come up. Come on, get free. Come on, here's that one. Come on. Come on. There's grace here this morning. I'll wait for a minute. Come on. Come on. You want to either, you're struggling with forgiveness or you refuse to accept God's grace and forgiveness. Or maybe you simply need his forgiveness this morning. Come on up. Come on up. This day will be a day that we will put it to death today. And you're going to be free. You're going to be free today. 
Like I said, I don't want to know what it is. I don't want to know. I just want you to be free. God, God says he's given you this grace. He wants you to come alive today with forgiveness. He wants you to know that he's forgiving you today. I want one more time, one more time. Anybody else say, Pastor, I just, I just need, I need this today. I need, I need forgiveness. I need to offer forgiveness. I'm struggling. I did some heinous things in my life. I cannot forgive myself. It hunts me at night. I keep replaying the thing in my mind and in my brain. I cannot believe, really, that God will forgive me. Is there anyone in here like that this morning? I need you to come on up to the altar today. Guys, one more chance. Just guys, one more time. He's calling. He's calling. He's calling. Come on. Come on. Come on. I know God is speaking to me. Come on. Come on. Come out of the shadows. Come out of the shadows. Come out of the shadows today and get free. Come out of the shadows today and get free. Hallelujah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Come on. That's right. Come out of the shadows today. Come out of the shadows and get free. Come on. Come out of the shadows. Come on. Come out of the shadows. Come on. Come out of the shadows. He loves you. That's love talking. That's love talking. That's love talking. Come out of the shadows in the name of Jesus. Today is your day. Today is your day of freedom. Today is your day where your life will never be the same. Today is your day. You're going to be free in Jesus' name. You're going to be free in Jesus' name. You're going to accept his forgiveness. Hallelujah. Saints, I want you praying. I want you praying right now. Praying that God will extend mercy. Pray for his grace. Pray for this people. Pray for his people right now. Pray to our God. Now listen to me. I, I want you. I want you guys to look up for a moment. Look up. Listen. I want you to look up. The reason why I ask you to look up because that's where your redemption is. That's where your forgiveness is. Your forgiveness is not down here. It's up here. It's up. Now I want you to understand something. God allows things for different reasons. And part of why he allows some things in our life is that he's conforming us to his image. He's changing us. And so sometimes in order for us to really get to change and become like him, he has to take us through a couple of things that we learn. You're coming to him today. I want you to know this morning that you're coming to here today is a bold statement of faith. What you're saying is, I want to be free. And you're saying, God, I believe your word. Now, I want you to hear something. I don't care what you did. You'll never hear me. I don't care what sin. I don't care. I don't. And if God says, listen, when we pray this prayer, he says, I remember your sins no more. You need to believe that. You hear me? You need to believe it. You need to accept it by faith. And don't replay it in your mind. And when other people, listen, you can buy headphones now that you can, they call, they call them noise cancellation. Y'all already hear those kind of headphones? Some of us just need to cancel out the noise or what others saying. You know, when other people want to try to remind you, just look, just understand, just cancel it. Just know that God has forgiven you. He says, he says him that comes to me, I want to know why it's cast out. All he's saying is, come and confess. Confess your sins. Now, when we confess this sin, whatever it is, we're going to give you a chance to do it. I want you, if it'll help you, 
to get yourself in your, a little journal, or write it down someplace, and write down the sin, and then write down the day that it got canceled as a reminder to you that it's under the blood. And if God says you don't remember, then you don't have anything else to worry about. You serve him with vigor, and you serve him with joy, and you lift up your head, and you walk as a son and daughter of God like you've been redeemed, because the fact is, you have because you confess. He loves it when his people confess. He said, if you confess your sins, I'm faithful and I'm just to forgive. But not only that, hear this. He's going to remove the guilt. The guilt of whatever it is that you did. The guilt, that's what, that's what really torments. It's the guilt thing. I can't believe I did it or I did it. And the devil just keep reminding, okay, it's, when you confess this sin to God, it's over. I want you to believe that. Believe it. I'm telling you on the authority of Jesus Christ as a man of God, when you confess your sin, you earn your freedom. Listen, no, no, no. You walk in your freedom. You walk in your freedom. And you keep your freedom. And you refuse to pick up that bag again. You drop it. See yourself in the spirit dropping it. If you need to, get a bonfire and burn it. And don't remember it anymore and like Jesus said to the woman caught in adultery go and sin no more it's over it's over now lift your hands to the Lord. now I want you to repeat after me now I want you to mean this prayer from your heart I want you to mean it from your heart Lord Jesus forgive me for not forgiving myself Father God, forgive me for the sin that I committed. Now I want you right now in your spirit, just tell them what you committed. Tell them what you did or tell them what you need right now. Just tell them in your spirit. Tell them. Tell them. Confess it right now. I want you to confess it. Confess it right now. Confess it to them. Confess it. Now say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that it's under the blood. I thank you that I'm forgiven. Help me, Lord Jesus, to walk in my freedom. Help me to cancel the noise. I am free. I forgive because I've been forgiven. I receive your goodness. I come alive with forgiveness today. Thank you, Lord, for wiping my slate clean. I'm saved. I'm sanctified. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. And I'm yours. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now come on, you give God a praise. Come on, you give God a praise. Come on, saints. Stand up to your feet. Come on, stand to your feet and bless God for blessing his people. Come on, come on. Bless God for forgiveness. His mercy endures forever. Thank you, Lord. When you hear that sound, that's the sound of freedom. <laughs> that's the sound of freedom. You've been reset free. God says it's over. God says don't bring it up no more. Don't go back and relive it. Don't try to resurrect it from the dead. You are free in Jesus' name because he said you're free. Come on, give God another praise. Come on. How can you see it? Now listen, I, I like that sound, the sound of freedom, you know? 
No, we never ever close the service. We never close the service. This is our custom. We never ever close the service without giving somebody who never gave their life to Jesus a chance to do it today. Because you can be, your, your sin can be forgiven today. I don't care what you did. Listen. If you murder some folks in the past, we can, God's there's grace here for you today. Now, I said murder because some of you be like, oh, that's a really bad one. His grace is stronger than that, too. Whatever you did, God says he'll forgive you for it if you come and you confess. So you're here this morning, and you've never given your life to Jesus. You've never given your life to Jesus. And you know that if you die today, that, you know, I don't think I'm, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm going to go to heaven. If that's you, and you want to make sure that when you die, that you're going to spend eternity give me with him. You want to give him your sins? You want, to, you want to give your life to him? Because life starts when we turn it over to him. That's when real life starts. Is there one today? I just want to take a moment. I thank you for your patience, but this is important to us. This is why we do what we do. Is anyone say, Pastor, I'm not saved. I'm not saved. I want to get saved today. I want to give my life to Jesus today. Is there one? I just want to open the door. The doors of the church are open. Is there one? Is there one? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother, his grace is all over you today. Mm, mm, mm. What's your name? to Jesus. He said he want to go in a whole different direction. He want to turn it all the way over to Jesus. God knew about this moment too. And he knew you would be here today. You're coming here today is no accident. There's restoration that is taking place in your family. There's going to be restoration, deep restoration, restoring. God is doing some things. God is doing something, and it's bigger than you. It's bigger than you, Pastor. It's bigger than you. But God is doing some things. God is saving. God is delivering. God is moving. And he wants you to know that he loves you so much that had you been the only one here today, he would have came from heaven to die just for you. You are that special to him. You are that special to him. And you need to know, you need to know that he can restore and that he will heal and that he will set you free if you live for him, if you walk with him you like you're about to do now you're about to give your life to him the most important decision you'll ever make in your life but by far the best decision you'll ever make you will never regret it you will never regret it now I want you to repeat, I want you to repeat after me let's, let's touch him again Saint, I need you to stretch your hands Father in the name of Jesus I thank you for your salvation. I thank you for your love. Take over my life. I'm tired. I'm ready to serve you. Be the Lord of my life. Be the king of my life. I surrender to you today. I'm your son, saved forever. I'm in God's family. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. Come on, give God a praise. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Come on, give God another praise. 